Welcome to the Global Business Insights Podcast, brought to you by PSL. I'm your host, Max Kent, and I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Charlotte de Brabant. In Series 2, Beyond Business, we delve into the captivating journeys of the world's most exceptional business leaders, entrepreneurs and professionals. Our mission is not only to ignite inspiration and knowledge for the next generation, but also to illuminate the path for those currently navigating challenges. Join us as we uncover the remarkable stories that transcend traditional business narratives and offer a beacon of hope and guidance. Welcome to our podcast that delves into the personal stories of individuals who have turned their entrepreneurial dreams into reality. And today we have a special guest, Dario from SIPS, who will share his unique journey with us. Hi, Dario. Thank you so much for joining and being here with us. Would you like to start by introducing yourself quickly for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, Charlotte. Hi, hi Max. Uh, thanks for your uh, introduction. And yeah, hi, everybody. My name is Dario Kulic, and um, I'm, I've been GPO for, for P2P and uh, advisor in the animal health sector uh, recently. So, but um, joined actually now uh, more on an own mission, you know, so developing an own company. Yeah, I'm happy to be on board. So thank you again um, for, for uh, thinking of me yeah, as, a, uh, as a guest. And uh, yeah, so let's rock uh, to show. Absolutely, Dario, thank you. So just to kick things off, what were the key challenges you faced when transitioning from your previous role to your current position and how did you overcome these challenges to reach your current level of success mm, great great question charlotte um actually it's uh, i think this was one of my biggest challenges actually yeah? so the switch going from procurement um actually now into sales and and development is um it sounds sound sometimes very crucial when you say procurement is the opposite of, of sales. Sales is the opposite of procurement. If you just turn it around, uh, you you do the same actually. But in a, in a nutshell, it's not very much. Uh, for me, it was awkward. To, to really honest, being honest here is uh, for me it was awkward to to have client calls and and and. Um, um, actually many many client calls so five six seven after another uh, before actually something happens uh, and this is for me a, a bit of a new situation uh, because in procurement um, i've been actually always on the side who pushed uh, and was the the, the one who uh, had the let's say more or less the negotiation power in hand yeah? but now it's the other side so i have really now to uh yeah to to work more really more in relationship management especially relationship management convincing and uh, um yeah and, and sales actually so sales is uh, sale you know what for me sales is actually if you're able to story tell uh, in a way that everybody understands it it's it's not uh, too complex and um, everybody loves it afterwards yeah. so in, in a nutshell actually you're not convincing people but by persuading them you're actually just uh, you're just selling them something by explaining and telling it with a nice story and i think that's uh, that's quite an art and this is definitely a huge challenge yeah so this is a huge challenge to to uh, to uh, switch here 
yeah, from from let's say one day to another. Um, but um, I was not totally unprepared, and this is maybe also an uh, I would say um, an advice maybe or recommendation I would give to everybody a bit of preparation before. So the thing is, you are not uh, changing from one day to another to, to let's say, from, from procurement to sales or uh, to, into these positions. So you, you have already some kind of a feeling or you have already a vision or, uh, let's say, a, a target in your mind. And uh, there is a timeline behind. So nevertheless, if you're still in your job, yeah, you can't do some sales work. Yeah? Maybe you can some, do something on the, on the side. But the thing is here, you can still prepare and you can still prepare in order to understand uh, how this sales work will actually look like. And you know it actually already as a procurement person, because now as a procurement person, I know what what uh, I as a client or the client actually want, because now I'm not the client anymore. I was the client before. But here the thing is, um, um, this one helped me, but uh, still it was preparation. And in the end, uh, yeah, you're, you're getting thrown in the water, huh? so cold water and you have to swim. You have to Dar show your best. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, Daria, this is this is fantastic to hear because I think it's it's certainly been exactly the same throughout my whole career. I've worked in both procurement and sales roles um, throughout my career, and I wasn't prepared for either of them at the, either at the time we started them. But having that learning and understanding of the other side of the the discipline, if you like, and the other side of that transaction process is absolutely vital. The the best two performing LinkedIn posts that I've put out in the last six months have been um, based around the fact that saying to salespeople, if you want to get on your get on in your career, get a job in set in procurement. And if you're in procurement and you want to learn more about your procurement role get a role in sales and, and they perform so well so i think you've hit on something that's that's absolutely on the money in the industry right now and it's the best way to learn so really great answers there um just moving on a little bit throughout your sure. career then um you've held various sort of leadership roles and in procurement and supply chain management have you got any sort of pivotal moments or projects that have significantly impacted your professional growth and then shaped your approach to leadership and innovation at all that you could share with us? Yeah, um, yes, uh, and, and I and it's not so 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 long ago. Yeah, so I would even say in a recent timing, and this was so the point in time when I realized that with my with my skills, with my talents, with my experiences, and what I can achieve actually in procurement, I'm still not moving forward anymore really in, in in procurement because i i fit i fit some kind of a of a threshold yeah so where for for me for example there are just either or two positions let's say uh, in, in, in procurement uh, um, for me yeah uh, just acceptable which would be senior director or, or cpo yeah but here the thing is procurement is not so easy to to just jump in and, and become CEO, uh, cpo and um, and so on so the point here is also coming to to a border of um, where you understand that you are not being able to help anymore the company you are actually working for with all your skills and everything you actually have on the table with with uh, finished business cases and, and and things which brings uh, high returns but they are not uh, actually um, they're not followed up anymore they're not uh, implemented anymore because of uh, politics because of hidden agendas because of silo thinking, um, because of leadership, which is um, not clear, yeah, which is not transparent. And uh, and this was for me this, the, the day, yeah, the day and time when I said, okay, it's, uh, for me, this is now over. There's no, there's no uh, meaning for me anymore. 
there's also nothing what I am getting out of it. Uh, for, for me, the joy ended actually with the understanding uh, you can you can bring as much brilliant ideas as you want in, in, in procurement at some point, but um, if you are you are sometimes hardly moving forward, yeah? especially when you have filters like your own CPOs and senior directors, who are um, then also building bridges to IT and other functions and being siloed here. This is uh, this is very problematic for me. It was problematic because uh, I, I just saw there's no development anymore, no development, and there's no future, and therefore I have to spin off myself and invent myself also. Yeah, again, and this is also I think a lifetime uh, um, exercise. Yeah? So, and there are many points in time in everybody's lives where you have to reinvent yourself again uh, in order to move forward or to. Um, to do things like you wish you want to do them. Yeah? So, and that you are not actually doing the things other want to do. Yeah? Mm. Dario, thank you for sharing. And I absolutely love the slogan of reinventing yourself to move forward. Um, but now I would like to transition to one of my favorite topics and that's all mm -hmm. about talents. And as a mentor yourself and talent developer, you've guided numerous professionals on the career path. Um, just to dig a little bit further, is there a particular success story of someone you mentored that very much stands out to you? And what lessons can aspiring business professionals learn from this experience? Great question, uh, Charlotte. I love it. So, yes, I have um, not just one. I have 17 <laughs> examples. Uh, and um, uh, it would be also unfair to just name one of them because all of them have... Uh, have actually achieved something very outstanding. And here, the outstanding thing that I actually have achieved is at the day I hired them, interviewed them and hired them, I knew that they have no to absolutely no experience with the systems, with the procurement anyway, not none of them worked in procurement and just a few had some corporate experience. So here the thing is that the, the training level was absolutely low. They didn't actually had any clue what they're going to do, um, but still, still they believed so here the thing is they believed in me and my vision and in in my that i could actually give them the feeling that there is meaning that there is a real meaning behind what they are doing and and, and not just in costs no in, in terms of emotions in terms of pains and in terms of that we help not the leadership no we help actually the people who are working. So the people are the workers who are bringing, they are doing the job uh, and bringing the turnovers in, into the company. And uh, and here they understood this meaning. And from that point on, uh, it did not matter anymore how much knowledge they had or not. They believed in me and believed that I said to them, I will train you everything in 30 days. And from then on, you're going along. Yeah, and then you will just come back to me if you need me, guidance or help or you're not moving forward or if you face politics. Because also here I said to them, you are not involving in this. This is all on me. Yeah? So you are just only doing your job. So with this, with this approach, it turned out in the end that all of them became, after one and a half years, experts in the fields. They have never even worked before. They have even not a diploma in, in these kind of fields, not even in economics, not in sales, not in procurement, not in business administration, but they have become even some, some better experts than I have seen before and even more. So what they have done actually is they overcame the fear of um, 
having the mindset of I don't know how I will do this and I will fail. I'm I, I'm feared. I'm scared. So they they overcame this. They overcame this because they believed in me that I will bring them everything they need and that they will succeed without having these prerequisites. And uh, and here I'm, I'm I'm very much a friend of saying. If you want to go into any function, doesn't matter if procurement, sales, or whatever, and you have never worked in, in, in this, it doesn't matter. If you will learn it. If you want to do it, you will learn it. And this is the point. If you want, if you have the will, you will learn it. And you will even learn it without university and, and other things. And you will succeed. And uh, here the point is just you have to believe in yourself. You must, you must believe in yourself and you must avoid listening to, to people who are saying that the things you believe in are not correct and will not lead to any fruitful uh, results. Thanks again, Dario. So great to hear and really inspiring for those. I think just when you're saying that, it's it's not just believing in, in yourself, it's having someone like you that believes in them and gives people that may have the talent but not the confidence to go for it and, and give them that backing. So um i think we need more more people like you out there doing this um um one of the things that um on our last podcast that was a real key point was some of the stuff you talked about um in the savings and and time savings around the implementation of digitization and ai technologies so mm -hmm. um when you were in your roles as global process owner and directors in p2p um you really did emphasize those sort of functions um how do you envision the future of procurement and its potential to transform business in such a rapidly evolving technological landscape? There's so much new tech coming out there, isn't it? New data, new systems all the time. I, lo I love this question. Actually, this is this is actually my, my fundament at the moment, what I'm also working on, really on, on, on transforming here, especially procurement, but um, with procurement also all the other functions, making them more collaborative. But but let, let me just start here with, yes, so what I, what I think about AI and the future of procurement. So today, procurement is still um, suffering under, I would say, a lot of transactional workload. Yeah, so really, th again, non-value added workload yeah? in the systems, uh, POs which need to be closed, amended, uh, these type of things. Yeah, So this is not value added, um, whereas procurement actually and sourcing especially in the company must be um, a value added partner for any stakeholder because um, and, and also throughout the whole process. Yeah? So really guiding the stakeholders, helping them, uh, not just showing skills and negotiations, but uh, really having also a structured approach, a serious approach. Yeah? So, so that uh, their procurement is, is a kind of an, an external sign yeah, of the company yeah, because you're externally uh, dealing with a lot of suppliers and, and other parties and um, you are there, there is a kind of, um, how say, a role model uh, uh, must approach. Yeah. So when you when you have so much contact with external providers and then and suppliers and so on, then uh, you are the face of the company, and and here um, there must be done serious business also. Yeah? So and this is this is expected for procurement. And I think, no, I I know, I believe, the future of procurement will go again back into this. 
they will make more st stakeholder management. I'm not just talking about co drinking coffee, yeah? so making meeting, drinking coffee, how we're doing, uh, is something, something I can do for you. No, 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 really, really more deeper stakeholder management throughout the whole process, starting, sitting down with them and, and, and talking about um, what they envision on their categories, what plans do they have, and, and start this implementing into their own category strategies, building them also up together, working also more closely with sales, so this is also what you mentioned yeah they have to lose transactional workload in order to gain more time to have uh, time to work more with sales for example and also with the stakeholders and so on and so on and and um, it is about bombarding uh, not so stopping bomb the bombardment of this non-value added workflows on on procurement because it's just frustrating. I I, I know this yeah, also from from my own experience. But the thing is here, the more this happens, the less uh, value comes out of procurement because frustration is also increasing and uh, people are leaving yeah, because they can do a better job somewhere else where they have the freedom to do it. And this is the point. So now I think procurement will get more freedom again to operate less system uh, um, transactionally, but more um, on the relationship management, on the diplomatic things, on negotiations, on um, future developments, uh, also getting more integrated into uh, future strategy visions of the company. Uh, so I think a CPO here has a very high, actually has a high uh, position. And, um, and if he is or she is not able to provide the technical part, yeah, and understanding also a bit of the technical part, then uh, the procurement needs a GPO, yeah? an own GPO who's driving this. And I have seen this already with a few clients that they have this implemented. And um, it seems that it works that way already. Yeah? So the CPO can stand for, for this, what he's done also before, less the technical things, less also driving things forward. But there must be somebody who's driving it. And now the point here is with how procurement actually benefits from for example, action chatbots, no? um, like everybody else in the company, but especially procurement. Procurement will have the, the, the possibility to use this during the negotiations to get ad hoc information about the supplier uh, so that they can um, effectively win negotiations also. So just imagine you, you need it during your negotiation with the supplier specific data. And in the past, you had to go to SAP, extract it and build first your list and so on. Yeah, you can't do this during a negotiation. But now you can just go into Teams, ask the Teams bot your question, and he's giving you the answer. And then you have already the benefits. And this will just go on and just increase this type of work. And therefore, procurement will drive forward digitalization. Oh, Dario, I love that answer. And, and all your thought leadership. Um, just to follow up, your your involvement with SIPS, the Chartered mm -hmm. Institute for Procurement and Supply Chain, um, very much showcases all your commitment to the industry beyond just your professional role. Um, can you tell us what motivates you to contribute to the development of procurement and supply chain professionals through non-profit activities? And how has this involvement very much enriched your journey as a business professional. Oh, absolutely. So I, I always had the wish and the dream to to join non a non profit organization as either advisor or any kind of help. Yeah, the non profit will help uh, just to to and this is my so this is this is my philosophy. Yeah, so my my basic principles. I am a person who shares 
who is open and shares always every kind of knowledge uh, I have, I gained, I, I, uh, I don't know, worked out and, uh, and, and give it to everybody. Because I have no mean in uh, hiding or keeping things for myself to have, an, I don't know, an advantage of it. So this is, for me, this is nonsense. It's also not working anymore. This is not the zeitgeist of today. The zeitgeist of today is I think we need to go back again and start more doing collaborating things rather than just fighting against each other for nothing. Yeah? So also in, in times of competitions and, and these kind of things. So here um, I, I believe that if we had more volunteers with knowledge, expertise uh, and high skill set and so on, and would offer this also to the wider audience and SIPS here, SIPS is a very good example, um, especially for the German, German branch. I know Ger the German industry very well, and there are many, many mid-sized companies, mid-sized companies who, which are not corporate and which are having not high, so a, a, a high voice and actually also sometimes don't even know how to approach things. They are literally, ESG is an example. Yeah? So ESG is popping up. Most of the companies even don't know what they have to do. They, they just don't know it. Yeah? So now, and this is again a time of consulting companies stepping up and, and selling them a high, high expensive things. Uh, they still don't know. And here I think SIPS, SIPS is a good opportunity for them also to just ask yeah, for questions if they need help. And here I'm, I'm always helping. I'm always willing. I'm doing this even on LinkedIn. <laughs> so for anybody, so I'm getting sometimes a high, a high amount of messages from people I even don't know, but they're just asking me friendly and humbly, uh, uh, can you give me an advice on this and that? So business uh, administration perspective. Uh, and I'm doing this. I'm taking this time and then doing this because it, um, it is valuable also for me. Uh, it's, it's not just that um, I, I don't like selfishness also. Uh, selfishness and 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 being just for yourself and and uh, I don't see value in this. I see more value in um, bringing the whole world forward. Okay, so and we will just bring the whole world forward if we if we sometimes give sometimes something from us for free as well, and also without re expecting a return in the first case. And I mean, if you don't do it anyway, then a karma will give you uh, the highest gift in the end. Yeah? But this is the thing. So uh, it's it's also an art. It needs to be learned. And um, and um, I'm also not uh, perfect in this. But again, I, I love to 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 help. And maybe I have also helper syndrome. Maybe this is the problem. I don't know. <laughs> no, but look, I'm 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 always willing to help. And, and I love helping people who don't who really don't know what to do. Because I, I can't also stand uh, these kind of situations to, to see parties and people helplessly yeah, uh, turning around and around and around. And, and, and everybody would just be helped if you give them just some information. And this information doesn't cost even and it's not giving you any advantage. And this is what I mean. So if more people would do these small kind of things and trades and gifts and so on, we would move forward quicker, all collectively. Dario, thanks so much. That's been so insightful and really inspiring listening to you talk there just about what the theme is really coming out there is, is how much you've helped people and how much you've been able to share your values and your uh, experiences to bring others along with you. And I mean, let's face it, we none of us would be here without the support and the help of others. So um it's 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 how the world works and i'm right with you that business needs more of that the more we share and collaborate i think the more we can all help ourselves and everyone else move forward and and the world will move forward as a result so totally agree with you there um 
just before Next, we just just one one for sure one yeah. the end. Um, the thing is here I think even I no, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. Um, this will come with the next, I would say the next 10 years, uh, but um, it is inevitable that uh, we will need each other because the pressure is just increasing. Uh, the costs are exploding. Everybody is just looking on how to reduce, how to survive, how to do this and that. And, and um, if we are not sticking now and starting to stick together, then uh, we will just collectively go quicker uh, under. Totally agree. Thank you again so much for this. It's been really insightful and uh, we've loved having you on again, Charlotte. Um, have you got any final Absolutely. thoughts? Yeah, thank you, Derry, for your time and especially for our listeners for once again tuning in. And we look forward to having you with us next time. Thank you so much, Charlotte. Thank you, Max. Thank and you. Uh, yeah, I love your podcast. So, um, thank yeah, happy to hear it and listen to it again yeah. and, and also being uh, at some point again back with you. Absolutely. Thank you again. Thank you, boss. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this enlightening episode of the Global Business Insights Podcast. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories and valuable insights that will continue to guide and uplift you on your journey.